0: Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast, your ultimate guide to fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I'm your host, Matt Banwert. Today, we're going to dive into the topic of overtraining. We're going to discuss what overtraining is, three signs to look out for, and specifically how to fix it. So first off, let's define what overtraining is. So overtraining is a term used to describe, uh, I guess you could say it's a condition where someone pushes their body beyond its limits. And what this does, it leads to a decline in performance. It increases your risk of injury and long-term health issues. Danny, why don't you jump in and tell me, tell us a few things about overtraining.
1: Well, it's bad. We'll start there. Um, no overtraining can be classified like two ways. I think way number one is the one we think about is overtraining in just general, like your body, right? You're putting your body, your CNS system into such a stress um, state that you're not getting any benefits from it. Right. right? And then okay. we can get very specific to it and you can do like overtraining in a specific, uh, specific area. Right. Mm-hmm. So think about your arms or your legs or your, your back, right? Maybe you try to, you think you're gonna do legs every single day to prep for MRF. Um, and that's probably not a good idea. So you are overtrain your legs. So now you have a specific
0: soreness or, um, areas there that are holding you back. Right. Okay. I, I got it. So basically in a nutshell, it's almost like that there's just an imbalance between the stress of training and your recovery. Would you say that that's kind of like a simplified version?
1: Pretty simplified. I think it, yeah. It, like it, the general, just listen to it. Like if you're just wondering what it should feel like, you know, soreness is a, a, a result of working out, right? right? Soreness is a good thing because it shows that our body's moving around with things, right? At, just like anything, excess soreness is a bad thing right? Mm-hmm. So this kind of like, so when you're over training and you're in that state, you know, n- not giving your body the cell the, the ability to rest and recover to what it needs is your body, your body's not being able to benefit from all the good things you're doing to it, like exercise, like eating healthy, uh-huh. all those good things. So a couple of things that we'll just go right into the next piece, which is, you know, some signs to look out for, right? So some of the causes to think about, like for overtraining would be like, you know, going seven, plus days in a row with a workout, you know, or 10 plus days with a workout and you're not taking a day off in between. So, you know, doing CrossFit, right? I come to CrossFit like 14 days in a row and do 14 days in a row workouts. It's probably not great for your body, right? It's pretty cool that you can say those things, but the reality is like you're probably putting yourself into like an overtraining position, okay? If you yeah, ran five miles every day for 30 days, that would be a really bad thing to do because, your body is just not able to maintain that like a good pace.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So your body is pretty much unable to adapt to the workload that you're trying to put on it.
1: Yeah. So if you think about it in the way that the body works, the CNS system is the first thing to go, right? Think about lifting heavy one day, you know, going hard the next day, like in, in cardio aspect or gymnastics aspect by the third day, you're pretty smoked like with your system. That's your Mm -hmm. body telling you that you need to rest and recover, you know, pushing through that, is gonna to lead to like muscular system breakdowns. So now we're gonna to start to get into like, you know, fields of like maybe rhabdo. Um, before that, you'll probably get into like some severe soreness or some joint pain, things like that. That's just gonna linger longer than it should, right? Soreness should last anywhere from like three to seven days, mm-hmm. depending on how conditioned you are as an athlete. Um, and it should kind of, you know, be around in those areas, but you should be able to flush those soren- that soreness out. If it starts to get worse every single day, that you're having it, then, you know, your muscular system's telling you that, Hey, our CNS system's telling us that we need to like take a break and like let up. Right.
0: All right. I love it. That's a, that's a good overview. Let's get right into our first uh, topic, which is, uh, what are we talking about? (laughs) No, we're getting to the signs, right? Oh yeah. So let's get into our first sign. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our first sign of, of, sorry, let's try that again let's get into the first sign of what you should be looking out for when you are possibly overtraining. So Danny, you want to go over the first one? Yeah. So the first sign that you should,
1: that kind of should alert you right away is if the first one I was saying is if you're sore longer than, you know, I would say four days in a specific area, then right away you you should be alerted that you're probably overtraining in certain areas, right? Define how sore, because th- so, there's different levels, yeah. right? So there are different levels. Let's chat about that a little bit. So let's, yeah, let's chat about like soreness in general, right? Like, you know, let's say we did snatches, which we did yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And you come into it and your shoulders are sore and you, know, you should have soreness in your shoulders, your back, your hips, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next the next day you should be really sore, right? should be really tight areas like that. But by the second day, you should have the ability to kind of move around. Sure, it's a little uncomfortable, a little bit tight. but You should have the ability to kind of move around, start stretching it out. And then by the third day, you're definitely able to start moving, definitely starting to get back into mobility drills. But you can still kind of feel it's there a little bit, okay. right? Now, excess soreness would be like, hey, we did snatches, and I can't raise my hands over my head for three days, right? Now mm-hmm. that's something that's, that's really excessive. Yeah, right. right. That sense.
0: Yeah. So basically a, a early warning sign would be just persistent fatigue. I don't think it necessarily has to always be because I've definitely overtrained before and not been sore, mm-hmm. but I've definitely had extreme persistent fatigue to the point where I couldn't really do anything. And it was more of a CNS fatigue than it was an yeah. actual specific mm-hmm. muscle group.
1: Yeah. The CNS fatigue, I mean, um, the muscles are going to tell you first before the CNS system actually will tell you, right? Mm-hmm. The the muscles are going to let you know, like they're, they're tight. They're, you know, like if you've ever done, you know, if you're done competition, like one day of competition, like the next day you can't walk. Right. Oh, yeah. You're, you're like, Oh my gosh, everything. That's, that's your muscle system telling you, Oh, you've overloaded yourself mm-hmm. and you need to come like tone it down a little bit. Right. Um, where oh, like common cause, like be, we feel like, you know, sit-ups are doing like, um, some sort of ab thing. Like people love really hard ab ab workouts a lot. Right cause they feel their soreness in their rib cage and in their um, upper abdomen or maybe lower abdomen. Mm -hmm. And that, that will persist for like, you know, three to four days sometimes because of the smaller muscle group and you're not able to really work it out because it's very sensitive. Right. Right. That, that's all natural stuff right there. So, you know, don't be alerted. Muscle soreness is a good thing. Excess muscle soreness is a bad thing. Right. So if you come off and you're like, you know, your biceps, you can't bring your hand to your face. Right. And you can't do that for two days you've probably hit too much. You've hit the fatigue, the wrong direction, Mm -hmm. right? So that's the first thing
0: to kind of look out for. Okay. Let's summarize the first thing a little bit. So the, the first sign of overtraining is persistent fatigue or extreme muscle soreness. And this leads to a decline obviously in performance. And when you, obviously you can't make gains when you have a decrease in strength, speed and endurance. And so this ultimately will affect our, our activity level.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would separate the two because I think the next the next one, we'll get to fatigue more on the second one. Okay. We're talking about the first sign is like muscle soreness, like excess muscle soreness for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. If you start experiencing that, like, you know, if you're uh, one year into a physical fitness routine, you should be very conditioned in certain areas and you come out of it and you're like, okay, I'm having a lot of problems with these areas like, you know, my shoulders or my biceps or my triceps to the point where it's not going away. Then maybe you may there is some overtraining there okay there's right All Right. um well you know we'll just go right into the second one yeah. which is sign right two which one. is fatigue right fatigue is the sorry I was i too early into, the, into yeah. the show okay you're gunning it right there on sorry. me, man yeah but no science you're right but you're not wrong like i mean muscles will give out before fatigue gives out so fatigue you'll start to notice excess signs of fatigue for your body right so going back to the running thing hey i want to run you know, two to three miles every day for 30 days, okay? It's a very common goal. You hear a lot around certain times of the month, especially around the month of May. And the problem with that is you'll start to like, hey, Monday, I'm going to go run two miles. I did amazing. I did a a 10-minute mile as I did it. Perfect. The next day I go out to run a mile, I can't even hold a a 12-minute mile pace, right? Mm -hmm. That's your body telling you you have to let up. So you pushing through it, sure, you might be able to push through fatigue in certain areas, different than muscle soreness, Right? Because like you can, you know, depending on the time or the, the the explosiveness that you have, you can definitely gut it out for a little bit of a period, but you can't do that for long durations throughout a week. So excess fatigue. So coming in, you're warming up and you're starting to catch um, side cramps or shoulder cramps right away. That's alerting you a couple of things right there, that your body's not feeling good. It's not hydrated and it's having issues with the muscle soreness around it. Right? Right. And then the second thing is like, you, know, you take a couple of days off or, I mean, the second thing is, hey, you know, I lifted heavy yesterday, so I'm just going to come in and do cardio today. And then I'm going to come back on Saturday and lift heavy again. Well, Sunday is, like, I really want to do Sunday. And now, you know, you just keep, you keep making excuses to move on to the next day. And mm-hmm. You're not letting the body recover from the fatigue. That's your CNS system being taxed. So you're actually not able to push yourself to the times or to the weights that you were looking for in those workouts. Yeah. So you're having that fatigue and then you're starting to break down mentally with that position, right? Yeah. I, I
0: specifically remember overtraining when I was still trying to be a competitive CrossFit athlete. And yeah. and the thing was, is that my body got to the point where it was so conditioned to the point where I didn't necessarily get muscle soreness, but I, I got major CNS fatigue to the point where it was actually really frustrating because I... Knew I could, my, my, my physical body was ready to keep training and to keep going. But my brain just said, no, like to the point where my coordination was off. I had mood disturbances, my sleep, I was having trouble sleeping. I was, you know, I I was getting, I wasn't getting injured, but I was getting like, you know, minor tweaks, minor tweaks here and there that were just annoying. And then also I was getting sick.
1: Well, that's a great point. Like the reason we do the muscle soreness first before you do the fatigue is for that reason, right? like unconditioned athletes or brand new athletes who don't have that kind of conditioning power yet, they're not going to feel that right away, right? Like the higher condition athletes in certain areas are going to be that if you're a runner and you run a lot, well, you don't realize that you're not that you're supposed to take a break. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even feel it. Like you don't feel it because you're like, well, I just run slower paces. You know, I'm not, I'm not, my intensity is lower. My impact's lower, but you're still not breaking the system for yourself. hundred percent. And it creeps up on you too. Right. And so it's a slow process to drive like draw, um, pull it out right there for you. So that's why like muscle soreness is always a, a, a good indicator first. Uh, excess, uh, excess fatigue is the next indicator second because you might make it past where you're like, okay, I'm just sore all the time. This is just how I live. And then like, but once you get going, you feel better, right? But then let's say you start get going, you're like, dude, I just don't feel good. I just don't want to be here now. Yeah, like, you start be- that,
0: that. That's a really uncommon thing that I think people overlook. Is I just don't want to be here. That's yeah. a really normal sign. And, I mean, it could be multi- multiple of things, but that, that was definitely my sign.
1: Yeah, there could be other things like outside factors there too, as well. But yeah, we can go way
0: down the rabbit hole with yeah. that, but let's not do that. But
1: just to keep it like, simplistic to where it's at, I mean, if you're coming in and, you know, like from there, your body's going to start breaking down, right? Like your body's got no choice. It's trying to help you out. If your CNS system goes, your muscle system goes, there's not much less. Um, left for it to attack Mm -hmm. and that kind of leads us to the third one which is getting sick like you're becoming sick very easily or like XX times like you know you're catching any cold that comes around you're starting to get any kind of like cough or like sneeze fits or you just have like you wake up and you feel like you just are hungover like all the time, mm-hmm. like that's your body. Now your, your muscle system's gone. Your CNS system's gone. Now your immune system's starting to break down because it's a last line of defense for you. Yeah. And now it can't, you know, it's trying to pull from these other systems to hold its weight. And now it's falling apart. So now like no matter what you take, now how much vitamin C you take or uh, multivitamins or fit aid or whatever you're trying to get in the system, it's not helping you because your body is, it's like putting a band aid in a bullet hole, right? Like you just can't stop the flow already once it started.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, not not to mention, overtraining can lead to hormonal imbalances. It can lead to oh, st- stress levels, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is the main reason well, why I got so moody when mood swings. When I, the yeah, I say, when, yeah. when I was so, when I was super, you know, into CrossFit and I was training, you know, four to six hours a day, that and then it led to I was irritable. Um, I wouldn't. I never got really depressed, but I got like anxiety and I like insomnia. It was yeah. It's definitely hard for me to sleep. And it's one of those things that when I was so young, I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll just suck it up and push through it. Yeah. But that's not, you know, that was not very intelligent of me.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes, like, you just don't know because I think a lot of times we look at it and say, well, it's, uh, it's weak if you don't keep working out. You know, you're weak if you don't want to come in mm. and do these things. It's like, well, sometimes you just need a break, man. Like, and especially the older you get. So it's easy to do these things when you're you know, a teenager in your twenties, even your early thirties, it's really easy to push. But at some point your body's like, yeah, we can't do this. Like in your body, the bad thing is when you get to a certain age and your body tells you, you can't do what you love to do anymore. It's very like heartbreaking because mm-hmm. you're like, I just got betrayed by my knees. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. you know, like, it's really tough to do. And we all, and there's father time is undefeated. Mm-hmm. So it's going to happen to all of us at some point. Right. The way to prolong this is not to just give up, but to be smarter about your training cycles. Mm-hmm. Right. So you to know, have
0: an intelligent laid out plan
1: plan. Yeah, absolutely. And so one of the things, you know, one of the things to help you fix this problem before it becomes an issue, right. For a lot of people is think about quality over quantity, right? I want good quality training sessions. I don't necessarily want quantity training sessions, right? I, I can get a lot done in three really good, hard training sessions a week versus trying to get seven or six in mm-hmm. through that time. Right? So with that, you know, especially as you get older, you know, if I can pick like, if I'm like, okay, I know I need one to two days in between to kind of recover from what I, what I just happened or what I just did, then space that out for yourself. Don't be like, you have to come in. I'll have to go back to back. I have to do these things like this, right? Like space it out give yourself that rest or that recovery piece so that you can keep that quality high versus that quantity even you know even the quality's low but the quality's high you can still
0: get a lot out of the workout for you exactly and i think a lot of overlooked things that overtraining is it weakens the immune system as well so if you do get sick frequently then you can't train as frequently. You're just having right. this yo-yo game of it, going up and it, down, up and down. And that's even more frustrating to deal with. Well, you know, it goes back into, you
1: know, the CrossFit level one cert that Greg Glassman made, right? With the circle of fitness or mm-hmm. the circle of health, right? Yeah, the, the, gets, the wellness chart. It, wellness chart, that's yeah. it, yeah. Right? Yeah, I think it was like peaked and then- It goes back down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like you're training and then you get sick and then you go back down. So there, it, does, it does affect you in a lot of different ways. So, right, keeping yourself healthy Gets better quality out of it, right? So, one of the things to think about is how many days a week do you actually need to train, right? As you get older, sometimes you don't need that many days a week to train. If you're, if you've been doing certain, you know, get doing four, three to four um, days of training a week is very at a very high quality pace with a high quality like routine, is way more beneficial than showing up five or six days a week at a very low quality or very low routine. Mm-hmm. So that's one right is thinking about quality over quantity. Two is learning how to listen to the body itself, right? There, you know, your body's built in with automatic governors, right? Which are limitator like limiters to how hard you should push or how like how hard you shouldn't push right mm-hmm. in certain areas, you know, and if you don't know your limiters, right? Well, come find the echo bike. It'll definitely let you know where you're at yeah. right? for mm-hmm. that thing. But like, it has governor. So like listening to your body, like, you know, you don't want to red line all the time at, at workouts. Right. I think at the old, the mindset, I mean, 10 years ago was like, Hey, you have to, every time we touch the floor, it's a red line situation. You go until you like you, you puke, you go until you like almost pass out mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, that's great for once in a while, but it's not great for every day. So think about what your limitations are like and find your limitations and then push yourself towards those limitations and then find a set to back off.
0: Right. Exactly. And this is definitely where a coach needs to step in and then help you formulate a game plan. Because a lot of times, you know, e- even myself is, I don't know how much is too much or how, or if I'm doing too little. Or also too, like, I think I'm at my red line, right? Like
1: I, I think I'm pushing and your are my coaches watch me. is like, Oh no, 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 no. Exactly. No, no. That, that was too easy. I know it felt hard for you, but. I can definitely like you haven't broke like the coach is watching certain cues, right? Are you breaking technique? Are you breaking form? Right? Cause those are limiters of fatigue and tiredness. Right. And then if, if we don't see those things, we're like, Hey, you got some more reps in you don't hold back here. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, maybe you have to find that ceiling. If you've never been to that ceiling,
0: it takes a long time to find it too. Right. And, you, and it's really hard to find on your own.
1: Yeah. It, oh yeah. It's real tough. It's really to tough cause you think you have one and then you go, and work out with someone else. And yeah. you're like,
0: Oh, I guess I don't have one. I mean the best training plan is the one that is pushing you is flirting. You're flirting with it, but you don't quite go to that overtraining range, but you are definitely, you know, it's a well-structured plan to where you're peaking and then you're deloading You're peaking and yeah. deloading. There's always a ramp up a peak and then a phase out.
1: Yeah. And
0: also too, like, I mean, what you were talking
1: about, the, the peaking and deloading too, you know, it, a well-trained out plan would be like one intense, heavy, day, one light intense heavy day, right? Like, and that could be like time domains, that could be workload domains. There's a lot of different ways to play with that. So like, you know, it isn't just like, hey, we're doing a one rep max deadlift today. Hey, we're doing a one rep max squat tomorrow. Well, they're not the same thing. Yeah, but you're still one rep maxing, which is a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, we're going to run a one mile test like tomorrow. Yes. You know, they,
0: the, that's, like, it's too that, much intensity over a, too too long a time.
1: Right. Or you flip it the other way and you're like, Hey, I'm going to do arms today. Right. I want to get my arms and you do 18 arm movements that day with like supersets and and high volume things. I know it's fun, but that's another version of like, well, you just did way too much over there for Mm -hmm. really when you kind of got the same thing out of like four to five. Right. Right. So like having someone will you back in and be like, yeah, this is what you need. Not that. Yep. And then trying to help you kind of guide through the process. Right. Awesome. And then I think the, and the final one here to help like look at, right. To help get ahead of this for the overtraining is think about what your body needs most, which is sleep, right? Like prioritize sleep into your system before it becomes an issue. Right. So one of the ways to help yourself from overtraining is to um, maximize your sleep right? Six to eight hours every night, I think is a good gauge. But Mm -hmm. sometimes like if, you know, I know if I have a really hard training session on a Saturday, like going to like, sometimes I got to get like 10 to 11 hours of sleep uh, that night, just so I can recover and be ready for the next day. Mm -hmm. Right? So prioritizing our sleep, I think is another
0: underrated thing that will really help your system recover at a faster rate. Okay. Let's dig deeper into this. Let's go over some solutions. If you suspect you're overtraining, Okay. Let's talk about <laughs> what? Nothing. I just like, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's talk about let's uh, let's talk about just three things. So we talk about our three main things for uh, okay. three things that, you know, may indicate that you're overtraining. Let's talk about three things that you can focus on to find solutions to overtraining. Yeah. So let's talk about we'll, we'll, just prioritizing rest and recovery. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of already talked about it, but let's go a little bit deeper into it. Yeah. The,
1: the greatest that you can do all natural is sleep. Mm-hmm. And I can't stress that enough. Like a lot of times like sleep is super overrated. Like we just, we blow past it. Cause I don't, a lot I mean, a lot of people struggle with sleep. Right? But honestly, if you can just maximize your sleep count more than you think, you're gonna feel like a million bucks the next day.
0: 100% sleep matters so much. Yeah. and It's one of those things that's extremely underrated. Yeah. It's one of the most anabolic things you can do is mean, sleep.
1: Honestly, like I, I've been, aii think you've been there with me, but I have been a terrible sleeper my whole life, Mm -hmm. right. Due to just the way I was raised in the military and things like that. So, you know, I sleep like on the edge of my bed. Like I jump at a moment's notice when I hear a noise. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think that it would affect me, but as you know, as, as I started like getting more competitive and things like that, I started to realize that my recovery rate was really low, but I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing, but I wasn't getting or prioritizing like deep sleep mm-hmm. or like REM sleep. And so once I started to look into that and go into it, like my body started just going through amazing changes. Like I was able to actually like gain a lot more muscle. Right. I was able to just be able to push harder and faster in different areas. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it's one of those things that you can't imagine. Like you just, you take for granted and you're like, yeah, whatever until you actually do it. And you're like, oh, wow, this is an amazing tool. 100%. Right? it's
0: cheap. It's easy. Yeah, it's very easy. Uh, let's go over our second one. Uh, yep. Adjust your training program. So another important step into overcoming overtraining is you have to reevaluate your actual training plan. And you have to be OK with pivoting off of that. And this is, like we said earlier, this is where you need to consult with a coach. You need to consult with a, some, a, a fitness trainer, a professional. And we need to create a plan that actually balances intensity volume and frequency and this thing this includes recovery periods because i think a lot of people don't like the recovery period or that what we call in training a deload mm-hmm. part of periodization and what this does is helps prevent overtraining from happening ever in the first place and allows you to sustain your training throughout the years without even getting there because once you overtrain it takes a lot longer
1: to, to come back. get
0: back into it yeah. because, because it's also that mental thing of getting yeah. back into it so I mean, let's you chat a little your, bit about yeah. that
1: you broke your body and you broke your mind and now you can't like come back from both. Right. Right. I would tell you this, like a, um, you know, any training plan needs to be, um, evolving every time is the best way to think about it. You know, I think working with a coach and like getting real feed time, like real feedback in real time and having them watch your struggles is something to think about because you don't want to just avoid things you struggle with which is really easy to do like you want to attack them but it's hard to do that on your own and it's hard to do that in a like a progressive way right like a good example is like if you're trying to get a ring muscle up right you're like that was in the open i missed that i'm working on ring muscle up and you come here every day and you practice ring muscle ups okay great at some if you spend 11 months doing that sure at some point you're going to get one right maybe (laughs) maybe we'll see well i mean yeah the jury's still out we've got a couple people trying but it's, still, it's something to try. What a coach does is like, okay, where are we missing? What's the problem? And then they give you time to work on it in different areas. And it's not always what you think you should be working on. Like if you're, if you're missing the pull and you're like, oh, I just gotta get better at pulling, right? And then coaches like having you do, you know, um, farmer's carries or they're having you do like these other, you know, plank holds or things like that, you know, they're looking at keeping you fresh and mentally state into those areas and
0: still getting those muscles stronger. So it's gotta be evolving, right? And then- Yeah, I think that's one of the hardest things with people is that they think they need to go hard all the time without some sort of a break. And we're not saying that you need to stop working out. We're just (laughs) saying that the intensity and the volume needs to be lowered with intent. And there's a lot of, um, I mean, we do this at our gym on purpose sometimes, or we'll even do it once or twice a week for our program design. And we'll even have people say, they're like, Hey, like this workout was really easy today. And we're like, good, good. That was (laughs) the point because not every day needs to be, you know, pile driving your face into the ground. Well, I mean like
1: every day can, can be hard. Right. But it doesn't have to be intensity hard. Mm -hmm. Right. We had one the other day was like super skillish, right. You had to have a lot of good skills. And if you didn't have the skills, you were working on the skills. So it was hard because it was like, man, I haven't, done this skill in a long time. Like, it was really challenging in that mm-hmm. sense. And it wasn't like intense. Like you weren't sweating, you weren't smoked. Right. But you were just like, dude, that it was super frustrating. Cause you're like, I don't have the skill. So I got to work on this. Like, and it was a good eye opener. So you can make it like intensity is always relative to the person and it's always relative to the training program. Right. Not all the time. Does it need to be like, I got to go a million miles an hour balls, you know, balls out, like hitting it hard. It can be like, Hey, we're gonna take it slow. We're gonna work on a skill progression or a lifting progression that you haven't probably touched in a long time. Mm-hmm. And then going to the deload side of things, right? Like what a coach is doing is, is they're ramping you up and getting you to a certain point. And then I think a lot of times when we think deload, we just think like, "Well, this is like a wasted week. It's a rest week. I don't get to do anything."
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I hate
1: deloading. I love deloading. See, that's the I difference. used to hate it. No, yeah. I, I like it now. Oh, I'm just I was saying say. that I used to hate it. I used to hate <laughs> I'm it the so opposite. much. I see a deload. I'm like, yes, but that's your coach is like revamping you to go back into it. That's yeah. all they're doing. You're
0: going to get fitter by yeah. deloading. You're actually it's get going fitter, to help. Yeah. You. Yes. It's, I think, I think that's what people don't think is that they deload or if work workout's easy, if they, if they're, yeah. if they wake up the day and they're not sore, if they don't, if they don't fall on the ground and a puddle of sweat afterwards yeah. and they're like, I'm not getting better, but that's not true.
1: I mean, a lot of times you, you rate fitness or you rate workouts based on how sweaty you are, or how sore you feel, mm-hmm. versus how much weight you lifted, the time the time domains that you hit, or the um, skill level that you hit. Right. Right. Which. One hundred Which is what you
0: should be tracking versus the other piece of it too, right? All right. Let's That's move on to our final one. one. Monitor your nutrition and hydration. I know, Danny. I know you're very excited to talk about this. So. It's my favorite. A- addressing overtraining. It also. Inv- you know, we have to ensure that we're properly fueling our body. We've talked it. We, we always preach this, but it's very hard to do. So we need to consume, you know, a balanced diet. We need to make sure that we're having, getting proper macronutrients in us. We need to make sure that we're staying hydrated throughout the day. We need to make sure that our caloric intake is matching our output. And we also need to make sure that we're consistent with doing it over time.
1: Yeah. I think one of the things that is getting underrated here with overtraining, like, is how much food you're eating, right? Let's say you skip lunch today. So you let's say you wake up, you have breakfast, you skip lunch today, you come in, you do the workout, right? This super crazy hard, right? Well, it's Cinco de mile. what are you doing tonight? Probably not gonna go out and prioritize a good meal, probably gonna have a good time with your friends, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you sleep in tomorrow, you wake up, oh, I'm gonna come to
0: class at eight o'clock, right? Skip breakfast again. Guess what, you're dehydrated, yeah. your calorie, you didn't you just, get the right macros right. in. If you did get macros in, it was definitely it the wrong ones. Well, it probably wasn't
1: enough. Yeah. You know, you think about like, today's a high intensity workout, like uh, specific to what we're doing. Tomorrow's more of a longer workout, so you come in and you do tomorrow's workout because you want to hit something hard. Then Sunday, you're like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go for a run or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, I'm not hungry. I'm not doing these things. Yeah, because your body's like in such a shock state that's forgetting to eat, right? you're not prioritizing those things. So now your body has nowhere to pull nutrition to feed the soreness. Now you're getting excess soreness. Now you're starting to like, it just starts mounting up. It, yeah, you.
0: it just starts snowballing, right? Yeah. It's like all these small things that are going wrong start adding up and then you don't even realize that it's happening. Right, and that's
1: when that's when things start to go awry. You start to develop this overtraining program. So you basically, maybe, maybe you're brand new to the gym and you just started and you're only working out like three, four times a week anyways, right? Mm-hmm. But now you're not, you're, you're, your nutrition's not great. Your hydration's not great. Now you're starting to work out more and more and more and you're not really giving yourself a time to like sit back rest recover and now you're getting into like now you're sick Mm -hmm. now you're out a week or now you you know you pulled a muscle tweaked a hamstring or something and now you're like well i don't know what's wrong and it all could be coming from like hey let's work at let's work at what we're eating like you know breakfast lunch dinner at least right that's the easiest way to remember things at least get some meals and like in your system eat before after a workout right Mm -hmm. prioritize your water intake Yeah, we can, we can go on forever. Yeah, we can go on forever.
0: (laughs) And I really feel like a lot of people think that just by working out harder that they can, that they're allowed to eat whatever they want. Yeah. Oh man. Because they, they use it as like a counter when really you are, you are punishment or punishment or, but guess what you are, you're you're digging a very, you're you're digging digging yourself into a deep hole that is going to be very hard to climb out of. And you know, I, mean, I, I, I yeah. you know, what's funny is I used to think that too. It's like, yeah. I, you know, like I, like, why. like how much does nutrition really matter? How much does <laughs> it really matter? And then you start working out super hard and you're not recovering well, you're inflamed, you feel like crap. And then, and then you're like, Oh, this actually does matter. Yeah. And you learn the hard way. I mean, yeah. You <laughs> Once you learn the hard way, then things start. Come I mean, I know Clicking. I was young once. Yeah. I
1: never, I never studied. it. I mean, I told you my stories, right? Like about, I would, uh, I would drink really hard on the weekends and then I would get up and run a sub three and a half hour marathon on Sunday and I wouldn't eat or drink anything while I ran a marathon. And I did that all through my twenties cause it was just easy for me to do. And I don't think that was good for me at all. (laughs) It wasn't until I got into CrossFit well into my thirties where I was like, yeah, I should be eating, huh? Yeah. (laughs) I should
0: probably remedy this. Yeah. All right. That's an awesome story. We'll have to dig into that one later. Let's go and wrap things up. So Let's go and just kind of give a quick summary of everything we just talked about. We talked about a lot today. So overtraining is a very serious condition that can have long-term consequences on both physical and mental health. And by learning to recognize the signs of overtraining and taking necessary steps to address it, you can maintain a healthy and sustainable training regimen that supports your goals. And this is all the reason why having a coach definitely helps you. Thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so that way we know to make more content just like this. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit. Feel free to shoot us a message there if you have any questions or if there you have any topics you'd like us to cover. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, good luck. Have fun. Nailed it. Nailed it. it.